0: Three, two, one, zero. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. I'm your host, Space Tomato, and today I've got a returning guest today, uh, a org wrangler and a runner of events, Detox TV. How you doing, my
1: friend? <laughs> I'm doing good, thank you. Tomato, how you doing? Good I'm to good. be back.
0: I am good. You know I, I i see you a lot around the community you're 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 so active you do the um you do some of the commentating <clears throat> for fight fight or flight right
1: yeah fight or flight daymar rally yeah. started with daymar daymar rally for atmo Sports for i think i've done three three or four years now of the daymar rally casting with crucian gaming um and Meyer and and, and the team and corsair and, and everything and uh fight or flight yeah started I think twenty 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 one. I think it started. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the the invitational with the content creators, and then we did at Esports Did the the open tournament where people signed up, and then you know they they fought through the brackets, and we you know had declared a winner at the end. And uh, both have been really cool. We enjoyed yeah. both. I think they've been really really good for the community.
0: Yeah, they've been like just. Huge highlights. I mean, the DeMar rally's always been a regular part of the game, but even the fight or flight, like it's really cool to see. We got companies like Toby and Game Glass who come yeah. in here and like uh, sponsor that and do giveaways for that, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's really cool they they get on board and, and sponsor the tournaments and help Atmo Esports. You know, provide incentives for people to take part. Um, you know, these the Atmo Esports events are so big. So many people are involved in making it happen. Um, time, money it's good that these sponsors come on board and help you know relieve the pressure of some of those things yeah um to make it all go smoothly ultimately
0: it's it's crazy Sorry. it's it's so cool to see a game like star citizen which i mean you constantly are hearing jokes about how oh it's not a game yet you know <laughs> you can't do anything yeah. yet but you put together these massive events with, and they go it's...
1: they they're successes yeah, it's not esports ready, right? It's it's not really eSports ready, but it is competitive. There is there there is a competitive aspect of Star Citizen, whether it's racing, whether it's um, you know, PvP, dog fighting. Um, there is room for competitive play and it's entertaining to watch. There's enough features in the game, the fidelity is there, the immersion is high. It just creates a unique environment for people to watch and enjoy competitive um, esports. Uh, you know, not necessarily strictly uh, that I'm not necessarily strictly eSport ready, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's great that Apple eSports is already trying to bring that to Star Citizen. I mean, I'm all for it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad to see it's it's just keeps getting better and better.
0: It's definitely in its infancy still as as the whole game is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's like. Go ahead. It, it, it's like moving along with the development of the game, you know, they're both developing yeah. alongside each other and uh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah.
0: I got to get a uh, Crucian and Meyer in for an episode too. I, maybe I'll get all, all four of you together. We could talk Daymar Rally when that gets closer. Cause that'd be good fun.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be good. Crucian would like that.
0: Yeah. But, but you have, you've gotten yourself into this, this area of like the group play, the central core group of, of big events going on with star citizen you know a lot of how that goes down and just recently you put out yet another video of one of the events that your own org does so um wanted to bring you in to talk about this kind of the group play in star citizen how important and big a part it is but also the the flip side and Uh, how likely this game is to be fun for a solo player, how much somebody who just jumps into the game on their own can actually experience these kinds of things. So thank you so much for joining me for that. And just to kind of get the introductions out of the way, because you've been on this show before, and people should know who you are if you've been watching this podcast as you should be. But for anybody (laughs) who's new to the show, why don't you let them know, kind of, besides the announcing, what else do you do in the community?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been streaming Star Citizen since late twenty fifteen, I would say, um, part time. I'm not like a full time content creator. I've always done it as sort of my 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 second job. I mean, it didn't start as a second job, but you know, I started doing it as fun. It slowly became sort of my my second. I consider it my second job, but I, I love doing it. I, you know, I love creating content for Star Citizen. So I've been I've been doing that for a while. I've been in the community for a long time, and. Uh, you know, it started out with the Arena Commander. You only had the, the, the Arena Commander module to jump in and, and and PvP, dogfight, other players. But when the PU arrived, when we got uh, the social module, we got the PU in its infancy, you could play with other players. You know, I think it was like 25 players to begin with, or 24 players in the very beginning. Uh, not a lot of people in one server. But yeah. as soon as we could get people in to play together, I mean, my community would start coming in and playing with us. And we, you know, we get into shenanigans and things. You just play the game as it's presented to us with the contracts and running them together. But um, after a while, you know, that gets boring. And mm-hmm. we started just started to look to, you know, ways we could create our own fun, create our own gameplay with this mini sandbox that we had available to us at this point. We, you know, we had the PU, we had a few missions, we had a few ships. You know, what could we do with that? How could we make this game more fun and get more longevity out of it? While this, you know, while the game is still developing and so much is still needs to be you know, made and put into the game to make it fully enjoyable. And so that some of us can kind of realize the game we want it to be. So, um, yeah, you know, I used to just start getting people in from my, my community to begin with. And we'd make up little missions, uh, little ops, uh, and then play them together. And as the game has developed and gotten bigger and we know we started to get planets introduced and ground vehicles and bigger multi-crew ships, you know, the the possibilities of what you can do with your friends and a few good ideas grew with it. So since then, I've basically just been kind of creating that kind of content. Um, Not as regularly as I'd like, because the game is still not the best game for doing stuff in a group. It's still very buggy. It's still, you know, we... We have patches where friends lists don't work, patches where you can't invite people to the party properly, you know, you can't see party markers. Um, oh, all kinds gosh. of stuff that
0: we just recently had that one where you couldn't like launch in with a party, right?
1: Exactly. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So for somebody who likes doing stuff with my my org now, it's it's like that is completely debilitating. It prevents that from being from from me being able to do what I want to do and play the game. How I usually like to play it with my org or against other orgs. So when it is okay, when it is working, you know, we go for it, we, we put events together, we put ops together, we reach out to other orgs, we get them involved, we create, you know, an op for somebody to play against. And uh, everyone involved gets to kind of experience the game on a whole other level, play it in a unique way that not most backers don't get to experience. Um, because it does require, as you probably know, quite a lot of extra effort. To create these experiences <laughs> oh
0: yeah so so the yeah. the the initial reason that we kind of started to talk about making this this episode is because you recently like i said earlier you put out a, an event that you ran uh with the let's see with your own group and another group the uee um, what was the name
1: pathfinders pathfinders yeah. yes
0: so you guys That's went it. and yeah. did Kind of a three-part <clears throat> fleet battle, uh, 60 people, tons of ships, capital ships, dogfighting ships, the whole shipping. <laughs> yeah. It was very cool. Like, and you got camera angles, uh, you got the the dialogue between people. It was a very cool experience. I'll actually yeah. leave the link down <clears throat> below for anybody who wants to check that out. Talk Thank a you. little bit about how normal that because people will see a video like that and some people will think oh yeah this happens every day this game's amazing other people will kind of be like yo this must be a ton of effort do you, what do you do once a year or something like that like put yeah. into perspective how that sort of event actually occurs in star citizen
1: uh so i mean we my organization is very combined arms focused a lot of my most of the guys in my org are more interested in the multi-crew fleet aspect of the game and the infantry boarding marine aspect of the game, right? And the ground-based gameplay. So that gameplay is kind of off limits at the moment because there is an invisibility bug. People are invisible. Players are invisible. You can be standing next to a player and you can't see each other. Or I can see them, they can't see me. Which makes FPS gameplay in the PU very uh, risky. You know, there's just... So we did this up last year where it's we called it Destroy the Flagships. Uh, Both teams select three... Flagships each, uh, and the objective is is simple. Both of you have to, both teams have to destroy the enemy three flagships before they can destroy yours. Um, no issues with invisibility bugs. No issues with FPS. There, it's all mm-hmm. in ship action. So, um, yeah, we went for this one. That, that's uh, the, the, it. Seemed like the simplest and easiest op to do in the current state of the game, which is usually how we decide, you know, what we're going to do, what ops we're going to do. So uh, basically, how it usually goes is. I will write a brief out how I foresee the operation will go. I will put in a few kind of um, vetoes, a few things that we remove from the op that'll make it less engaging if they exist. For example, size nine torpedoes at the moment. It would be over very quickly if everyone is using size nine torpedoes and you just went and and shot them at the enemy flagships. Boom. GG. That was fun. You know, (laughs) over in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so we said no, you know, no torpedoes over the size five, um, no ramming, obviously, because that would be kind of boring. You know, we just start the game and everyone just rams into each other and removes each other's flagships as quickly as possible um, and a few other rules. So I'll create a brief. I'll then get in contact with the ambassador for the other organization, run it by them. They'll come back with some amendments. We'll make some amendments. And then after both parties have kind of inspected it, we get this brief that looks pretty good. We organize the time, the place. And what kind
0: of what kind of timeline is that? You guys are going back and forth.
1: Can be over like a couple of weeks. Okay. You know, it can be. Usually I will reach out to an org and I'll say, We want to do an op. This is the op. When are you free? They'll say, like, you know, this is the date that we're free. Can you make that? Yeah, we can make that. Put it together. We we get everybody kind of signed up to the event. Once everybody's signed up, we, we roster the people who have signed up into their positions for the op so they know where they're going to be. They know what assets they're going to need to bring. They know what kind of prep they need to do. And then we, 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 we get the date down and then, yeah, both orgs get together. We form up the party. We launch into the server and, uh, and get and get the op going. We, we usually have a place to be, you know, um, a start time that we aim for, Call it in chat. Once that start time's done, you know, the the fight begins, the battle begins, the op begins. Um, and when it comes yeah, to it's...
0: W- when it comes to getting into the game and like actually starting the event, because I mean, you and I both know there's a, there's a lot of time that goes into that. What what does the actual day of look like? How compared to the actual start of the event, when do you guys start doing yeah. what you want to do?
1: Uh yeah it's it's usually you know we'll say kind of like 7:30 7 p.m. UTC which is kind of prime time for me and my org uh and we'll basically put aside 3 to 4 hours for the ops basically so That's it's like right. a night yeah. of it's a gaming night right it's it's you put aside that time you get in depending how things go you run multiple rounds like i think this op we hadn't intended to do 3 rounds but it went so smoothly there were no issues you know no 30 Ks, no major issues we just kept going we do one round we were like wow that was amazing everyone that was really cool i'll contact them they'll be like hey you want to do another round sure do another round everybody goes back claims their ships repairs rearms back to the next location go again round two wow that was awesome great let's do another one you hello ah uh, there we go
0: can you hear me <laughs> I, I can hear you now yeah there we go dude i'm s- sorry about that this that's the all XLR good solar is killing me i don't understand sorry about that um no worries uh, all right what was the uh what what were you talking about where can we where can we start back so
1: we were i think we were just talking about like the general um how you know how how these events how these events kind of come together from the brief to getting in the server to meeting up and running the actual event the time frame you know three to four hour time frame at least for the last one you know um
0: so I guess kind just of stuff. start off wherever you noticed that I wasn't <laughs> being normal anymore. <laughs> I went
1: again. I did go again. I went like, oh, do I'll say that all again, just in case. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. With this, Is this going to be cut off from Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. We'll cut it.
0: Like, I'll, I'll just, we'll find a good spot to where, like, I started to lose it, and we'll cut it to where- you had finished saying something well, so i mean i
1: don't know if you if it stopped recording but i, I don't think no. i was rambling i was rambling for a long time so i think you got everything i i was gonna say but um okay yeah, you just didn't interject that's all yeah so if, okay
0: well if you're happy with that um let's see where were we
1: uh <laughs> you lost the flow i hate technical Classic. problems i <laughs> it's
0: the detox curse at it again i told you there it is there it is i think it's combined i think we're bouncing each other's like cursed energy off each other and it's just (laughs) everything breaks um so i guess what 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 people probably want to know when it comes to these kinds of events is like you are putting a good couple of weeks into this work you the people in your org the other org there's like a, a solid couple let's say dozen hours of preparation for this it's not just you get in game mm-hmm. and you start doing something and, and everybody has fun do you think that like how can solo players get more involved in that kind of stuff so the people who are kind of nervous about um getting into an or getting into a group being all social but they want to experience this kind of group play is there any are there any tips that you would give for people who want to get more involved
1: i mean it's not really you know uh, the, uh <laughs> you got to join a group to do these kind of things, in my opinion. Of course, you can, you know, CIG caters to that experience for uh, solo players with things like Xenothreat and, you know, the dynamic events. But if you're looking at, you know, if you're looking for a player-to-player experience, um, uh, unfortunately, for now, you have to join an org and you have to kind of curate that experience. You have to make the effort to have that, uh, experience kind of curated for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, CIG doesn't cater to that yet. You know, CIG doesn't cater to that organic conflict between two groups or multiple groups. Yes, it does happen, but it's rare. And if it does happen, it doesn't happen in on the same kind of scale of you know what what we just did, for example, against Pathfinders. It doesn't cater. It, it doesn't happen in the same sort of um, way that promotes playing with a kind of mixed composition fleet and playing with multiple members of of your org or multiple friends you know um, no, the experiences
0: there's no kind of in-depth missions that call for that sort of strategy
1: no and you know i'm all for some really good pve raids that that require you to go in with a mixed comp like a mixed composition with your group with your org and go in and tackle a tackle a, a challenge that requires you know, uh, a mixture of, 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 of ships, uh, to, to beat it. Um, you know, uh, I, I can't wait for those kind of experience. I can't wait until this is all organic and I don't have to do this uh, with other rocks. So know? you do think,
0: um, you do think this will happen organically. It won't be something that always needs to be very painstakingly detailed and planned for.
1: I hope so. I mean, if it doesn't, then I mean Star Citizen will still be a game that I I I love, but it won't be the game that I really want it to be. Um, you know, I want to see I want to see the necessity for groups to engage other groups, uh, you know, for an objective. Because that's ultimately what it comes down to. It's it's having an objective and a reason for you all to be there. Yeah. Resources Um, or something. Yeah, resources, territory space station, some sort of outpost on the ground, you know, places. I mean, this is why I love Jumptown, why Jumptown is my favorite event, because it gives you an objective. It gives you a, a hotspot that everybody is going to be going towards. And it basically creates this opportunity for you to approach it in different ways. You can approach it with, you know, five guys in light fighters. You can approach it with 10 guys in like a hammerhead and a couple of fighters. Or you can approach it you know fully on the ground where you deploy a bunch of tanks and a couple of blisters and send your group in that way you know we've done it all we've we've approached jumptown it from you know every other angle that's we can you know imagine possible at this point yeah and it's always fun because you're usually guaranteed to get some uh some some combatants to to play against you you're guaranteed to get some um people to to fight back against so
0: yeah it's a hot spot. Um, yeah. you know
1: it's yeah, it provides a great opportunity to kind of just be creative with yep. an objective in the game.
0: You got you got me like thinking since you said Five Guys, man. I've just been thinking about fries. Now, yeah, I thought it? that. <laughs> I thought that. I was yeah, like, like, Damn like immediately, it. I was like, oh yes, because <laughs> we've been gone for so long. We came <laughs> yeah. back and landed here, and the first thing we went and did got <laughs> Five Guys.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, I do like I love me some Five Guys. Mm, They're good. good.
0: So we've been we've been kind of like. Slowly starting to work our way from these player org made events into the more dynamic event. We call them dynamic events. I guess they're they're basically static events. But the major events that CIG runs right now, Jump Town, Xenothreat, Threat, um, Siege of orson these kinds of opportunities for us to avoid doing all of the planning and just kind of get to play the game and, and enjoy a group scenario. Is it? So you said yeah. that's something you feel. Is more likely for a solo player to be able to get in and experience some group gameplay. You,
1: I would say so, yeah.
0: And you usually go in with your org. You said,
1: yeah. If I can, I will go in with my org. You know, I will uh, try and we'll try and use it as an opportunity to play together as an org and build up more cohesion and try different strategies. You know, try try bringing some different ships, trying to make certain ships or loadouts or compositions work, which is what keeps the game interesting for me and lots of members of my org you know that's why we play it's it's the the ability to bring these different tools to uh to challenges to to overcome them you know yeah and play as a team play together to do that and make it work as a team which is kind of what my org is is focused around it's you know team building and and working together
0: and how do you do you ever go into these events solo do you play it differently
1: I do. Sometimes, yeah, it's usually if I'm streaming or something, if if it's a day when I don't feel like having any cat herding, you know, uh, as I'm sure you are aware of, if I don't feel like doing any cat herding or any kind of leading in any sense, um, yeah, sometimes I'll just turn up and enjoy the event in all its, you know, natural chaos uh, and just take it as it comes. But, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I will want to do it with my organ and approach it in that way as well. Yeah, you know it's 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 um it really comes down to how i'm feeling at the time or whether it's like a scheduled thing with the org um yeah so on and so forth
0: i'm curious how it feels like what the difference because when i when i say go into um i find xenothreat to be a really good event for solo players because it doesn't take like you don't have to be on somebody's fire team or kind of coordinating with people that much to get the objectives done you can just go in and blow some 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 ships up how do you find that the experience changes when you go from playing with your org in a group play to just playing it solo do you do you miss out on a lot of the fun
1: um yeah i mean i agree with you about xenothray it's it's great for just jumping in and playing with you know what they call pugs in in mmos right Pick up groups you just play with a bunch of people you just met Mm -hmm. make some new friends, meet some new people, learn some new things, and just approach it on your own and, yeah, do it your own way. I think it's great, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, If I'm doing it with my org, it changes it in the way that, you know, it just makes it feel like you are all working together more cohesively to achieve the objective and do it more efficiently, Um, which, you know, sometimes might not be as fun, you know. It might be less fun to do it that way. It's clean. It's like everybody's—you know—there's a sort of chain of command. It's clean. People are following orders to some degree, and you're all working together as a machine to get the objective done, nice and nice and, nice and cleanly. Um, when you go in on on your own, it's a little bit more chaotic. It's a little bit unpredictable, and you know you get that experience playing it solo versus you know, playing with a group. Um, you know, there's pros and cons. If you're playing it solo you are going to be sort of less likely to um less likely to have any kind of control of of how the whole thing pans out you know if it starts to go terribly wrong what can you do about it if yeah. you don't if you're not in communication with everybody else there you know um if you're playing with a group it's it's you have more control there but it might be less fun it might be less room for something crazy or organic to happen when you're playing it in a group so there's pros and cons of of both
0: yeah it's definitely trade-offs i gotta say man i the the i would probably play this game a lot more if it was easier to kind of organically group up with people like the voiceover ip is kind of kind of dodgy um yeah like adding people to a group of of players without kind of making them on, on putting them on your friends list like there's just certain things that make it a little bit harder in my opinion that i hope get get tweaked out soon because this does seem like the kind of game that'd be great to just find somebody out in space and group up with them and start doing stuff but it feels kind of tough at times
1: yeah it's everything's against you um and that is yeah that is one of the big blockers for me when it comes to playing this game and creating the kind of content i want to make is so much is against you playing with other people it is oftentimes and most of the time much easier to go and play on your own whether it's whether you're PVPing or running PV missions, you know, it'd probably be quicker and more efficient to do it on your own. Yeah. Um, Unless it's one of those like big dynamic events or something. Yeah.
0: When it comes to the gameplay going forward, uh, there's a lot of discussion and pushback, I think from either side, from people who really enjoy playing MMO solo, which is a more and more popular thing now. Um, I, I think it was like, somebody was talking about how Final Fantasy feels kind of like an RPG that's just multiplayer, like other people are around, but you're basically doing a lot of stuff solo. Um, And then there's like the people who want to be in groups and doing group content, multi-crew, multi-ship, multi-crew kind of stuff with, with ships. Do you think that there should be gameplay that's kind of unachievable if you're out there trying to do things solo? like? Is that something that you want to see Star Citizen focus on making sure is is a thing, or is that unfair in your opinion?
1: No, uh, I mean, uh, tough. It's a good question. I mean, it's an MMO. Uh, at the end of the day, right? Massively multiplayer online doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean you have to play with everyone that every other you know player that's online. Yeah. But um. I think a game like Star Citizen is is definitely geared towards a group experience. Um, they, it obviously does cater to solo play. They obviously want to cater to solo players when it comes to, you know, allowing you to hire NPC crew and use AI blades and things to, to man other parts of your ships. But ultimately, you know, if, if you're bringing a, a multi-crew ship out, you are probably going to want to have one or two other players on that ship helping you run it as we you know we've seen where they're taking multi crew gameplay where they're taking the resource system all that i think you're going to be essentially uh, creating a it's you're going to be playing the game uh, sort of on hard mode if you're taking out multi crew ships and, and and flying them on your own yeah um, it's 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 hard question to answer because there's so many aspects of the game that you know Yes you can do it solo but it probably would be better with another player. Yeah. Um
0: but you you can see that that would be a good natural way for it to work. Like it, you can do the yeah, things that you yeah, want to do I, in the game solo but like you're going to be a little bit handicapped.
1: Yes, I think it's like you know it's the same sort of notion of of uh, um the risk it's the risk reward notion of Star Citizen that in my opinion makes it interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like you could stay in the safe systems and do everything in the safe systems. Um, you know, you're hauling, you're trading, your you, your contracts. But uh, it's probably more lucrative to go to the less safe systems uh, and do things out there, to, uh, than um, you know, and then if you just stayed in the safe system. So I think the same kind of thing applies to doing it with a crew, in a sense, like. Yes, you could probably do these things on your own. Might be more reward for you, but you uh, know it'll be more difficult to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, ultimately the game is is being geared towards a group experience. Uh, but there's nothing stopping you from doing it on your own. It just some things are going to be much more difficult to do on your own.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a going to be an interesting balance of like there is multiplayer in the aspect that you need to have a friend on your ship with you that you like know and talk to versus the multiplayer aspect of say you finished mining and now you're just dropping it off with some random uh what is it uh, like expanse floating out in space you don't know the person you're not playing with them but you still have to interact with other people because they're the ones providing the services and i don't Mm. know like what what a good balance would be there but i i definitely think that that latter one is necessary like if you're doing something like being, other people should be involved in some way
1: yeah it, it's it's we still don't really know how you know cig sees it either right because they they're always saying that the, the the um nine you know nine npcs to every player aren't they like they're saying like you know, you know nine ai they want yeah. nine nine ai to every player yeah. or whatever um <sighs> I guess like like your question about you know how they could approach that. I think I think if I understand what you're saying correctly, um, things like the reputation system is is going to make it a little bit easier to play with strangers, isn't it, when it comes to yeah. hiring somebody to do something for you, like I don't know, like you said, take a saddlebag or something from your your prospector and, and take it somewhere and refine it, or uh, just come and help you crew a ship. you know, I think that's where the reputation system is going to have to come in where you will put out a contract you want you you're a solo player but you want to go and do this today you want to take a mole out and you want like two guys to mine the lasing the to man the laser beams yeah uh, the mining beams you know you, you put out a contract and people will respond to that hopefully and then you'll be able to kind of assess the people who've responded to it and see what their reputation looks like and and have a little bit more um Faith that the people that you're playing with randomly are going to be able to kind of fulfill that job and fulfill that role, Um, and and give you that experience of playing with a group without having to go through the you know the 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 efforts of getting that ready beforehand, weeding
0: people out. Yeah, yeah, that's a that is a good point. Like, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to have the ability to assign missions or or tasks to people or like you said see their reputation and actually know what's going on i mean we we kind of see signs of it now with um what is it medical medical beacons you go down and you yeah say, hey i need help somebody can get me and it's like you could be a solo player who literally goes in two minutes heals them and leaves and you're not really playing the yeah. game multiplayer but you don't have that ease of of access like you were saying with reputation to know if it's going to be a trap or not and there's not really yeah. much in Star Citizen to make it easy to play the game multiplayer for somebody who comes in solo.
1: No, not not right now. Um, and again, it's it leads back to why why we you know we why I, I think playing with an org it can really enhance your experience in in Star Citizen um, in when whatever you're doing, uh, it just gives you more. Uh, it just gives you more reach to kind of accomplish and do things that seem a little bit out of reach when you're just playing on your own at yeah. the moment
0: yeah the, the first time i ever joined an org i remember it wasn't because i was interested in doing these big events or getting into these like mm. major uh org v org battles i really just wanted to know that like there was a group there was a chat filled with people that i could get on and be like hey is anybody playing you know and and yeah. if there were people playing you know that they kind of they fit into the same set of rules and understandings that you did when you joined the org. So you don't have to worry about yeah. like, that random, is this person going to kidnap me or something?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, 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 that's it. I mean, I, I think most people who join my org outside of like the, the core of my org, most people who join are generally looking to, they've probably found me through an event that I've done on YouTube with my org. Uh, they they want to get involved in that. They see something that maybe they've been playing for a few months and they feel like they've kind of exhausted, um, everything the game has to offer. Yeah. They might come across one of my videos, one of my events. And they're like, wow, that, that looks amazing. I didn't think I could do that yet. Um, and no, you can't do it naturally. You can't do it organically <laughs> most of the time, but you can do it with the right org, with the right group. You know, my, my org has built connections with other orgs and they are all on the same sort of level. Um, that enables us to kind of do these kind of events that you don't normally get to experience. So yeah, most of my org, you know, the 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 core of my org play together casually. Of course, we all play together casually. That's an absolutely yeah. important thing to do as an org and as a mm-hmm. group. If you don't play together casually, you don't build that bond with yeah, everybody. Sure. You don't build that, that cohesion. And yeah, you don't really feel like you're as part of the org as much, but um yeah a lot of people come in through the events and want to get involved in those events and then that leads to you know uh, them just becoming part of the org generally casually as well
0: do you notice uh when people do jump in because they've seen the youtube video and they're like oh yeah i didn't know you could do this in the game and then they they get in with you and realize like you can't actually do it in the game it takes a lot of planning and stuff do you notice a lot of people fall off after they realize that
1: yeah, definitely. There's definitely people who, you know, they think this is all, they think it all just comes together easily. And and the leadership in my org make as much effort as we can to keep that aspect of the planning and everything away from, you know, the the members of the org. Because, yeah, it can be stressful. It can be difficult sometimes to get these things together. From their point of view, usually, you know, the event will be scheduled. There'll be a roster. There'll be a brief And uh, they take part and they don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Right. Um, But from sort of the leadership's perspective, myself and and the other leaders in my org, you know, we see all that, what happens behind the scenes. And these are guys who I know are dedicated and they understand what it takes. And, you know, I couldn't do it without them as well. So, um, yeah, it takes a good team. It takes a good team to, to make these kind of things happen. And they're not like crazy difficult. The biggest thing is people try... A lot of orgs will try and do these kind of events they'll try and do these operations and they'll make them way too complicated. They'll make them way too convoluted. There'll be multiple objectives. You know, there are multiple locations. And if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's if you're gonna do these events and these operations, you've got to keep them simple. Gotta make them engaging and simple and and make them in a way that they could, you know, actually happen in the verse at some point, or they highlight a part of the gameplay that is in a, a genuine possibility you know that's how I like to run my ops I don't like to do like crazy far out ops usually I try to do ops that are more realistic in the sense of what I hope star citizen can become and, and what everyone else wants to kind of experience so yeah keep it simple is the biggest <laughs> thing I've got
0: to say yeah if you're doing always, big events that's the killer uh, that's the killer way to go I mean it, yeah it always proves true with so many things keep it simple stupid
1: yeah, it's such a good mantra to live by yeah. in everything.
0: Especially gosh, if you Star can. it's like something as simple <laughs> as putting a gun on a weapon rack could end the whole event. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Keep it exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, or using a med bed or something. Oh gosh, or anything. <laughs> Just yeah. A it's... Hair
0: trigger. This game. Yeah. So, tell me about it. We've been talking about a lot of battles, and honestly, that's. Even Star Citizen, even even this company themselves, CIG, likes to advertise the most pedestrian of ships in combat. Like the mm. the medical Pisces came out the other day, and one of the concept images is of it guns blazing going into battle. Like <laughs> everybody is very centered uh. around combat in Star Citizen right now because that's just kind of what is the most available type of gameplay. But as we go further with the game and things get more and more progressed, they're going to start to bring in things like death of a spaceman. They're going to start to at some point make insurance start working. Ships aren't going to mm-hmm. want to be lost as much. People aren't going to want to die and lose their inventory. How do you see the events starting to change as people don't want to just throw themselves into a fleet battle anymore?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It's definitely already, you know, affecting things. The inventory system was a big one. You know, we before the inventory system came out, we were all like Oh, boy, this is going to make ops difficult, you know, yeah. every time in an op, you know, especially in our combined arms ops, when you're doing FPS stuff, you can die like five to 10 times, you know, and that means five to 10 times of re-equipping guns, re-equipping armor, re-equipping med pens, re-equipping med gun, everything you need to be an effective operative in FPS, you know, whether it's planet side or on a station, um, you know, if you die and respawn, you're gonna to have to do that all over again right. constantly. So, the inventory system is was a big worry, but also we all wanted it in, obviously, because it makes the game much more intriguing, engaging. So, we kind of planned. Uh, we kind of planned that we we introduced like quartermasters to the org when the inventory system came around, and these are people who go who are happy to do it this is like a, a bad job man i don't know how they do it thank <laughs> god they do it but like when there's a new patch we send them like a ton of money and they will go and collect up like all the org armor all the org assets like weapons um that's a good standard idea, issue weapons so we have like standard issue weapons in the org um that we recommend people use um that you know for multiple reasons maybe they're a really good gun or they're easy easily easy to find easily accessible, uh, and then. The quartermaster will go out and and get all those guns. They'll get a ton of org armor sets and just a load of, like, you know, redundancy in terms of equipment so that when we do big events, the quartermasters will turn up and they will, like, dispense equipment to people who either don't have it or people who have lost it during the OP um, and keep people topped up. But, you know, we encourage everybody to look after their own stuff because it's unfair to rely on the quartermasters and rely on the orc to keep you kitted up and stuff. But, Yeah, I mean, infantry system definitely slowed down the amount of ops we do, uh, slowed down the amount of people who, you know, some people who usually would have been down for ops were a little bit more resilient, like, "Uh, yeah, man, I don't know if I want to screw around with infantry too much today for that. And, you know, that introduced some issues. But um, on to your question. probably about like death of a spaceman and stuff yeah those things are going to be big blockers and hopefully by that point we don't need to do these anymore hopefully we won't we won't need to run as many ops like this so they'll be for real at that point i hope you know um you know my my what i want to see is i want to be able to just plan something with my org that we're going to go here and do this uh that's the objective you know completely objective everybody comes home safe yep. kind of thing you and know if
0: there is another org there you're ready
1: yeah exactly and that's why we do these ops that's the whole reason we do these events in these ops it's to prepare us for these events actually just happening organically in the future you right know? and they help us understand the game on a totally different level you know when you see all these different ships interacting with each other uh, on such a large scale you get you get a better perspective of how the game is currently playing and how it might play out in the future
0: well let's let's dive deeper into that scenario then that you're setting up the the golden org gameplay we'll say in the future you have a you guys need to produce something right and you're looking for a specific resource so you got a, a moon in a system that you know have that resource that needs to be mined you guys have to go in set up an outpost clear out the area make sure it's safe you get into this 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 uh this mission where you know there are going to be enemies out there, you know there's a chance of death, it's going to be a long-term thing, and you're going to have to set up a base. Do you do you feel like Star Citizen, again, considering like the death of a spaceman, considering uh, how risky it is to die or how long these things could take, do you see it being a realistic thing that orcs can go do for, say, two weeks at a time, getting a base up and running like that, having the, the risk of people dying and all that kind of stuff?
1: What like having to uh like protect something for prolonged periods of time. Yeah, do you think people will be be interested in
0: that with the risk of losing all of their own stuff?
1: Um yeah, I think that's what a lot of people I think that, that it's a really good question because we haven't really faced that yet, right? We we don't know we we're it's seeing it unknown. now with the inventory. With the inventory system, yeah, people are very precious about losing certain items already, you know. And it's only in the alpha, and that's just items. That's not like permanent damage to their characters. Um, This is—it's a good question because it's one of the biggest like worries I have for the game. Is—is—is death of a spaceman and 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 death uh, consequences going to really hinder people's enjoyment and you know their their uh, enthusiasm for getting into things like pvp in dangerous situations like in fps for example yeah everybody wants to be a space marine and everybody wants to be a pirate that goes and boards ships but what's you know stopping you besides you know your own prep and planning and and cautionness from getting on on a ship and just getting popped in the head as soon as you arrive in yeah. eba oh, you know
0: <laughs> oh <that> would <laughs> suck. being that person and, in the event <laughs> just dies
1: yeah i mean yeah and this is this It's again, it comes down to the risk versus reward thing. Um and again, I guess this is why I do these things with 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 the with the org in the way I think players should get involved with big groups of people is because you start to build up a group of people you can rely on, uh people who you feel confident in, who can do certain tasks, certain jobs, and keep you safe and you keep them safe, you know? Because Like you said, Death of Spaceman is going to make things like this a lot more risky and people are going to be uh, less likely to want to do them.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I think about that a lot because there's, there's so much balance that needs to go into making sure that things feel valuable, like making sure that the artifact that you found feels like a once in a couple of months kind of find, but also encouraging mm-hmm. you to then transport it across the system and not be absolutely paralyzed, petrified of of like of losing <laughs> it to people. It's, it's like the balance of making yeah. that all happen is. I think one of the things that we haven't really touched on that much with this game yet.
1: No, no, we haven't, and yeah, it's it it's that is exactly it. It's it's um uh, being able to rely on yourself and others to, to help you get through those difficult decisions and different difficult choices you've got to make in the game you know I think I think it's why a lot of you know the top PvP pilots do what they do because it helps them feel safe in the verse I think it's one of the reasons I always think you know everybody should do a bit of PvP training or at least flight training so that they're you know competent when they're out there on their own yeah. and, and and able to escape when things go wrong. Uh, with their life and with their ship yeah uh, it's yeah. You know, one of the best skills you can have in star Citizen is the ability to escape in the pu from a, you know a conflict
0: that's going to be really important and and going back to the group stuff i mean having somebody that you can call on to to help you in a tight situation or even give you a quick escort somewhere is is once again just another reason to maybe not be always playing with people and being a multiplayer group but Having a group of people that you can call on,
1: yeah, exactly. And it comes down to you know you get out what you put in as well. like you don't want to just join an org so that there's a group of people there to call when you need them. you know you've got to put in the time and effort to become part of that community and part of that org yourself as well so that people are happy to play with you and people are willing to come and come and help you if you need it, you know yeah you got to get you got to get involved, you've got to put in. Yeah, you get out what you what you put in with orgs uh, it's always been the way and that is
0: one of the most exciting things to me is the idea that this game is getting very deep it's in depth like mining as a profession is something that you can pick up and do and be pretty good at within a couple of weeks but like you could be the person who's been doing it for years who knows where to look who knows which gadgets to get who has that meta layout like you know exactly how to do your job but you're terrible at engineering or at medical and you've got those people in your group <laughs> yeah. that you can that you can call on that they're the ones they're the ones who are putting that into the org as opposed to you bringing that mining prowess and that's one of the things that has attracted me most to the game um because then you can always kind of feel like you are bringing something to the group like you said you yeah. have that specialty that sets you apart in this game that we're all here to enjoy in different ways
1: yeah totally i mean I have, you know, similarly in my org, um, we have people who are like the dropship guys. You know, we have people who are the, the infantry guys and you got the guys who are the logistics and they're the guys that always want to bring the A-2 or the C-2 to deliver the tanks and the ballistics. <laughs> the to A-2, field and,
0: the ultimate logistics yeah. <laughs> vehicle.
1: <laughs> the A-2 <laughs> nuke bomber that also doubles up as a great logistical uh, vehicle at the same time. Um yeah, and, and they always feel so proud when they do something in their role for the org. And everyone right. is like, man, that was great. Great piloting, great dropship. You got like 10 guys to the to the point safely out of the ship and you got out of there, you know, in, in one piece. You know, our dropship pilots will be like, yeah, man, that was so good. That was such a cool experience. You know, uh, it's not something you're going to do playing on your own. You're not really going to get that experience playing on your own right now. Not until we get like NPCs and things, you know.
0: Yeah and um, and even then like you're playing on your own you could do something amazing out there you could you could be like you could crack the best <laughs> rock of quantanium but there's nobody else there <laughs> to see it and i mean it's not that's not why you're doing it but it is nice to get some recognition for being yeah. very good at what you do
1: yeah exactly um it's another it's a we play games to be rewarded at the end of the day right you you You're playing video games for a little bit of a reward something some kind of dopamine hit something that's going to make you feel good while you're while you're playing it and that's just another reward playing with a group and doing something well as a group is a nice reward uh for playing the game yeah in my opinion it is
0: hey there it's me again yeah these ads are weird that's why i try to keep this one ad free Just want to let you guys know that the Citizen Central podcast is on its fifth episode, and we just had a good discussion about ship sales and what good and bad they've done for the game. I'm also having a 50% off sale on my socks, which are pretty nice. Check them out down below. Anyways, back to the show. Now we've been talking about a lot of kind of well, we've been jumping back and forth between current game and future, but let's look towards kind of near future. Something that CIG's talked about recently that I think is also starting to drive the game in a certain direction. That is the new underground facilities. They've Yeah. Grown the crap out of those. Like compared to what we have in game right now, they're very clearly a bigger deal, a bigger direction, something more important to the company. And the way that they talk about them is having like an hour's worth of of um content in them. They're these big areas that clearly are gonna have to be kinda if if there's combat, you know they're gonna meet multiple people. They look like they're geared more towards group play um do you hmm. think that is do you agree with that do you think it's more of a multiplayer incentive these larger underground facilities
1: i had a i had this discussion with my 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 community as well while i was you know a couple of times while streaming and when they showed them off at CitizenCon, con you know i was still not 100 percent sure exactly what they want to do with these places you know um and i i kind of asked my community and and. They gave me their opinions, you know. My opinion is, yeah, it, they basically look like big theme park hubs to me. It looks like CIG is trying to consolidate a lot of planetary gameplay in these big bunker hubs, um, you know, curated gameplay, basically mm-hmm. developed gameplay they develop. Whereas they'll leave, you know, the rest of the planet open to more kind of sandbox player interpretation. Kind of like but the these dungeons. feel like. Yeah. Yeah. They feel like dungeons. They feel like these kind of condensed gameplay hubs where I, I feel like you're going to have delivery missions, cargo missions, assassinate missions, you know, FPS missions. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have all these different missions taking place inside these hubs. I could be completely wrong. You know, But that's how I that's what I think they're trying to do with them. They're trying to just consolidate all these different career paths into these into this one area. Um uh, and yes, some missions I, I think will definitely require a group. Uh, it, you know, some missions will probably be doable solo. But um, you run into the issues there where if you have all these players coming to these bunkers at, at the same time, how do you right. segregate them? You know, how yeah. do you stop them from interfering with everybody's experience? Because um, that already happens. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it already happens. I think, you know, some of the guys were saying that they'll do it in a way that it's basically like, you know, only certain amount of missions are are sent out at a time for people to take. Only a certain amount of the missions are available at, at one point to take. So you're not gonna have people crossing over, but that doesn't stop players from turning up and just interfering with the experience yeah. anyway. It which, also
0: kind yeah. of disagrees with their plans for the quantum system. Yeah. So yeah,
1: it's um it is Go ahead.
0: It is it is a question of of how they're going to implement these areas i was thinking the same thing as you they're gonna try to make this an area that like yes this is a cargo depot where people are coming to get shipments but there's also the opportunity for a pirate group to take it over and people have to come clear it out and i i think i think you're you're on you're on the right path with that Uh, But again, I I agree with you. I don't know how they're going to do it where it's split up so that those things aren't happening at the same time. Because maybe those things are happening at the same time. Maybe they say, this is just how the universe is. Sometimes the uh, cargo deck that you're servicing is getting robbed. And you better Mm -hmm. hope you have an escort with you. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the conclusion we came to. It's like, well, yeah, you got these missions here at these hubs, but be prepared for anything, ultimately. Be prepared for the. For your cargo mission to go completely left field potentially whether it's due to you know game mechanics or player interaction um but yeah i mean like back to the group thing i think yeah i think ultimately there'll be group missions there and and uh there'll be solo missions and hopefully there'll be enough of these hubs all over the place that you're not constantly running into lots of people at them you know you're not There's like a queue, like my worry is that you're going to get like a queue of players like, well, I'm here to do my assassinate mission. Oh, well, let me just do mine first and then you can come in here and (laughs) and clean up afterwards. And You know, uh, you don't want that situation, do you?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like uh, I think that's the first time I saw it was in a game like Destiny where like you would be battling a boss or something like that. And the other people could just kind of like slide into the instance and help you. And they would sort of scale yeah. up the battles as, as more and more people arrived. It's something like that would be would be cool to see in that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. That could work, I guess. Uh, they have spawn closets and it's things, right? Yeah, they, can yeah, just, yeah. they can just dump more NPCs in and spawn more tactically inclined NPCs. But yeah. Yeah.
0: It's... But I, I'd also like to see the small tasks. One thing that I always come back to is I don't know if you remember when they were showing us Orison, they were introducing it. It was like one, one or two ISCs where they specifically called out that they were making these like not closets, but like these these doorways in the city that had like a hallway after it, or just like a little space after it. Um, at hmm. the same time, they were also showing there are like these antennas. They they they've got that Bespin vibe of like the antenna that goes down into the clouds a little bit and they've got a little platform on it and they talked about both of those locations when they were doing it and they were they were saying hey we we're putting in these extra little spots in the city that don't do anything now but in the future we'll have small gameplay tasks that people might be assigned to like repairs or finding something or something like that i do hope that they continue to litter those throughout these areas like the underground facilities just like the little things uh oh this antenna went offline And we need a technician nearby to go put it on and you know you're that solo player doesn't have to go Mm. and lock down the whole facility but gives you something you could do
1: yeah no I'm, i'm i agree i think those kind of um small jobs those kind of menial tasks in a way um are what make the universe feel alive and people love doing those kind of things as well people you know keep it i mean look at the comrade when a comrade goes offline It's only 10 minutes before it's back on again, because somebody's like, well, I'll go do that for the, you know, for the good of the system. I'll go turn that comrade back on and, you know, get rid of these pesky criminals. And it's Um, the
0: most simple thing, too. You just float in there and press a button like there's no hacking or anything.
1: Yeah. Um, But you feel like you've done something that everybody else can see and everybody else can notice. You know, it, it benefits everyone else who's lawful in that area. So um uh, yeah jobs small jobs like that that are um that maybe have a a bigger quite a big impact you know um i don't know like you said getting an antenna online or something opens up the ability to communicate with yeah. another part of the mission or whatever you know just keeps
0: just keeps the flow going of the of yeah. the game it'd be nice to yeah. see that kind of stuff
1: yeah i agree
0: what else is to kind of wrap things up here what is something else that you want to see or maybe that you have seen and you're not sure what they're doing with it um that could push forward the org gameplay the group gameplay in the next couple of years
1: i think it's probably going to be uh building base building and outposts you know outpost control things like planetary refineries um, having a location or a resource that is worth owning is essentially having. Your group stationed there, you know, like you you imagine like these refineries that are planet side, are suddenly you know really worth holding because you can get much better um, output from them or something, right? So you put in your your or your minerals, you know, your resources, and then outcome you know really high value um, refined resources, that kind of thing. That something simple like that would be would would provide a really nice um hotspot really nice point of interest or an objective for you to go into a server as an org and say we're going to do mining today but you know we're going to completely maximize the profits we're going to make from the mining by holding the refinery at Kudre or outpost or something on Damar, right so okay cool then we'll bring you know a couple of fighters like maybe a hammerhead maybe a couple of tanks in case you know we need ground units or something and uh we'll go there we'll hold it we'll get the miners in they'll refine some goods we'll get the output we'll make a lot of money you know it's kind of like the same principle of jump town but it's it connects more um, organic gameplay elements it, it connects some of the other gameplay loops like mining to it
0: yeah and it's a um, self-made objective
1: yeah something like that would be amazing for all, for all gameplay i think those kind of things are what you know can really accelerate your gameplay give you more reasons to play together and, and uh, more reason to exist as an org. And they've talked Um, about,
0: they've talked about like our bases being able to do that kind of stuff, right? Like mining bases and and refining bases and stuff like that.
1: They've hinted at it. I think they, they, they've really talked about it much, but I think we've seen like the colonial outposts, the refinery modules and they've, you know, they've shown that there are refinery modules there and they, you know, working on them. um, yeah yeah we, we we know that that kind of thing is will be a thing at some point in the future. Um, it's just they need to be worthwhile to use they need to be worthwhile to hold and probably you know there'll be an expense involved with having your own structures, won't there you'll need to you'll need to probably put in resources to keep it running um, you know and and, and and get something out of it as well ultimately
0: yeah, and always but, having people there. To keep it running or to, or to defend it, I mean that could yeah. be an you know, around the clock kind of thing for an org.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ultimately don't really want to see that kind of um, thing in Star Citizen, where you have to have twenty four hour around the clock protection of your assets. You no. know, I, I don't really want to see that personally. No, I think if you're gonna have like player outposts and things, I think there needs to be vulnerability periods. I think there needs to be like periods of time where. This station or this outpost is vulnerable and can be attacked and destroyed. Um, I I don't want to see situations where it's like Rust, where you log off for the night and you come back in the morning and everything you built is gone. You know, um, it's 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 tough one because I don't know how CIG could ever approach that, but I have a few ideas. But you know, whether it ever goes that way or not, who knows? But yeah, I, I think um, I think in order to keep it just fun for everybody in a game like this I think you know when it comes to player base building I don't know if they should always be vulnerable maybe it depends on where you build them maybe if you build them in like low sec space there yeah yeah I know, think that could definitely add to it yeah yeah.
0: but it's but uh, yeah it, man it's a, it's an interesting base building is going to be a very complicated thing for them to take on and and allow players to start doing
1: very complicated I mean when you throw in shards and everything as well like you know, if I build a refinery on shard, you know, forty-two, and you're on shard forty-three, are you even going to see that refinery? Who's going to see? You know, we, obviously we we don't know a hundred percent how the entire server meshing thing is going to pan out and how we're all going to play together in this big universe, but it's looking a lot like shards. Yeah, and it's... how they're going to how they're going to approach that with base building, I don't know
0: big questions around that for sure that's a big questions yeah base building is going to be a big part of this game i think i think it's going to be one of the biggest things that this game has to offer when it eventually does like we nobody even thinks about it now right we're all thinking about how spaceships Mm. fly together how does like mining work uh like what is what is how many outposts are on this moon but when base building becomes a thing that's just going to completely change people's incentive of playing this game and it's going to be it's gonna be important how they go about it.
1: hmm Yeah. Uh, it's quite a lot of people own pioneers. Those things sell out yeah. quick during <laughs> IAE. So oh,
0: boy. <laughs> Probably more people than need to, but we'll we'll get to that. Definitely. At some point. Yeah. Um <laughs> I know I said we were gonna finish up on that one, but I have one last question for you because we started to kind of get towards this topic with that last one. But the way that people interact with each other is going to be super important going forward and right now uh there's a lot of nerves when you run into someone in the verse because there's not much reason to not kill someone but as like the law (laughs) system picks up and people want to die less and like ultimately i i would hope the 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 player base starts to want to work together more do you see this possibly being a game where people actually run into each other and don't shoot first and actually act like normal people
1: yeah i hope so um you know (laughs) i think most people hope it's going that way Uh, again it really really relies on how well cig curate this uh you know the law system and and create that experience i think you're going to find that you know this you're in pyro anything goes um you know you're probably gonna you're probably gonna want to be a lot more careful um in sort of security-based systems, normal systems, I think it should be much more normal that most people you run into, you're you're not going to, you know, fight them. Uh, I don't think anybody really wants to see that kind of experience with with Star Citizen. You know, we right. should have we should have challenging PVE for that for to get that fix of you know shooting something and blowing something up. It should mostly be the the AI when it comes to systems like Stanton, but. Um, you know, I think when you're going to more uh, more dangerous systems, um, that's when that's when the kind of kill on site mentality will be a lot more common. I think, but yeah, um, they obviously it's very trial and error for CIG. They're constantly tweaking the the the, 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 um, the law system here, and yeah. uh, I still don't think they know exactly how they want it to work. You know, uh, like many things. So I don't know. It depends. Yeah, it really depends on how they 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 curate that experience. Yeah,
0: yeah, it will. And also how we as the community I think ultimately it'll be important like the law system, but when it comes down to it, you want to see people standing up for for folks, you know, if somebody gets attacked and the the entire local population turns against the person doing the attacking, that would hopefully <laughs> be that deterrent, you know, that continuously happens and teaches people, hey, nobody's going to be on your side if you're doing that. Like cut that out in these areas
1: yeah it's a good point i agree um hopefully the community comes to, i mean i'm not a lawful player mostly <laughs> you know well i am and i'm not right my my org we quasi lawful we're not a lawful org we're not an evil org either we're right. kind of like chaotic neutral i guess not something along those lines right yeah because we want to dabble in we want to dabble in everything and in my opinion space is the wild west you know everybody's out to make a a a quick buck and 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 looking out for themselves and their and 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 their groups their orgs right uh if there's a way to make profit my org will 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 will, you know take that and, and and make profit but if it's going to put us you know in the bad light in the face of the ue then maybe we would you know kind of hold back on that and do it when the UEE is not looking you know that's kind of my approach to the game it's get away with what you can um while you can um but don't you know not just no just sent no senseless kind of um criminal activity that's not my my style and i hope like you said in kind of more lawful systems there's a lot of player uh management of that player justice i guess is the way to
0: yeah some peer pressure
1: (laughs) angry mob justice yeah (laughs) when things when people are you know a little bit out of line um, hopefully we can police hopefully the community can can police that to some degree as well yeah yeah i hope
0: so i hope so well detox thank you so much for joining me today to talk about the uh the struggle of solo players or maybe the triumph of solo (laughs) players in such a multiplayer focused game i I think it's a good topic to talk about and even though it is multiplayer focused, clearly as we've mentioned today, like you can jump in as a solo player and you can have a good amount of fun. You can make some friends and you can just have somebody to have your back. But this was a great talk Um, and I'd like to thank you one more time for coming in and give you the chance to let everybody know where they might be able to find some of your content.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, yeah, hopefully hopefully yeah, people find this interesting and uh yeah hopefully I shed some light on kind of what it takes to to do things with a big the big group with an org and, and make certain you know parts of the game available to you that wouldn't normally be available to you um and yeah thanks for having me on man I appreciate it
0: so you got thank you you're you're streaming right you stream pretty regularly and then you've got YouTube as well
1: yeah, I stream uh, usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evenings, 7 p.m. UTC, and then I have a YouTube channel, the same name, Detox Underscore TV. But my YouTube uh, upload is there's no schedule for my YouTube uploads. I kind of make content as and when I feel like it. Uh, but when I do, I go pretty hard, and I try to bring a you know something unique and something enjoyable um, when it comes to my stuff. This is YouTube content, so. Yeah, that's where you can find me. It's where you can check out my content. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Thanks for giving me the, the opportunity to, to come on and talk to you. Of course. Appreciate
0: and it. I'll, of course, I'll be leaving those links down below, but also I'll have that video that spawned this whole conversation down there because it is a great look into kind of a, a good orc battle um, over the course of a few different rounds. So thanks again one last time for coming on the show. And thank you all for listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. Let us know what you liked what you what you heard what you disagreed with and if you're on the audio platforms well thank you for listening to our disembodied voices i'm sure you enjoyed that little extra ad i put (laughs) in there for the for the socks and also for my ongoing giveaway right now for a 400i make sure to get in on that that will be down in the description as well it's a pretty cool ship and it's not drake um it is also if you would like to check these shows out watch them live ask some questions of the guests or Uh, just be more involved in the community you can always become a supporter and get exclusive videos every month as well as a chance to sit in on these podcasts live so check that out as well if you would like to but uh i've been your host space tomato one last time a big thanks to detox tv for joining me for